0: like to give everybody out there listening a very warm white cat welcome because you're tuned in to the white cat outdoors podcast what's going on everybody it is episode 46 and me and nick are here with a familiar face that we've had on the podcast before and last time she was here we were telling big buck stories and so it's only fitting that that's what we're doing again and it's Rachel Zelina. Rachel or, wait, Bush whoa, yeah,
1: now. Sorry. You know, <laughs> oh, geez. I just
2: changed. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> Let's not offend Andy anymore. Yeah, exactly. I was
2: thinking that when we brought you in a second time. Like, I think we've kind of screwed having Andy on if we brought – we brought Rachel on twice before we got Andy. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm supposed to tell you guys uh, he's done with you. <laughs> he's over it. I, yeah. I was going to say, I'm like,
2: man, we probably should have squeezed Andy in somewhere before the second episode with Rachel. Well, he needs to shoot more big bucks. That's all there is to it.
1: (laughs) He, his problem is he passes too many big bucks. (laughs)
2: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens.
1: Let's, let's not give him hard time. Give him some credit there. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So like Frank said, we're telling big buck stories again. Um, and Rachel's known to be laying big bucks down. That's like I said, why we brought you on last time. Um, so I guess start with, I know it's not a PA buck, um, we uh with the deer camp series is what we're doing right now basically so during the hunting season we just want to tell stories of deer getting killed and stuff and it's just more of a laid back versus like tactic kind of stuff um so i guess i mean start from i don't know wherever your story starts with this buck i don't know if you have any history with this deer or um trail camera pictures or anything like that
1: yeah um i have several pictures of him we just got this lease in Southern Ohio uh, back in the spring, and I'd been looking for a lease down there for a couple of years, actually, and they're kind of hard to come by. Um, finally found one in the spring that, you know, met our needs. Um, there's six of us, so we kind of wanted a, a bigger piece. Mm-hmm. Um, b- before that, I was just hunting Pennsylvania and then, like, northeastern Ohio um, just because it's, you know, 30 We're minutes just away.
0: In Northeast Ohio?
1: Um, No I had permission on a small 50 acre piece Mm -hmm. and that was the only only piece I ever really hunted in Ohio Um, and so we just kind of been looking for something in in southern Ohio and finally came across this one Um, we went down in August uh, the six of us me and five guys and um, we hung stands um, put out cameras and minerals, um, legal in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I put out one cell camera. This is my first year using cell cameras. And, um, I put out one cell camera, the there's not really good cell phone service down there. So I had to put it like, um, this property. So it's like very long, skinny property and the back of it is, um, like higher in elevation and that's the only spot you get cell phone service. Mm-hmm. So I ha- I was kind of limited on where I could put that camera. Um, but i put that camera way on the back of the property on top of this ridge and i hung a stand nearby because it looked like a real good area and um got back from um you know hanging stands and stuff in august kind of switched gears to get ready for my elk hunt and all of a sudden i started getting pictures on this camera and the first buck i got on camera down there was just a mega giant um so looked promising you know yeah, for a year one on the lease not really having done anything with it yet Um, but then we didn't get back from Montana from our elk hunt until September, I think 30th, which Ohio season had already started.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And so like initially I think our plan for Ohio was like, we weren't, we were just going to leave it alone. We weren't going to hunt it until, um, like late October, early November, because, you know, it's a four and a half hour drive each way. Mm -hmm. So it's not like early season where... You know, now you've got a nine-hour round-trip drive just to hunt for, like, what, the last hour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to be pressuring it and stuff, but we got back from Montana, and so it's opening weekend in Pennsylvania, so we hunted here, but that weekend, we start getting all sorts of daylight pictures of big bucks, and, um, you know, I kind of don't think anything of it, because, I'm like, it's still, again, not worth the drive, and we're thinking, like, Pennsylvania season's shorter, so... Yeah, Let's get my PAC. PA Yeah, because yeah. you can hunt Ohio all the way till the beginning of February. Like, yeah. archery season never goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we kept hunting PA. Well, that first week of PA was like October 3rd through the 10th, we'll call it, mm-hmm. um, which was also the red moon days, which I've become a big believer in. <laughs> and um, three times that week in daylight, we had pictures of that mega giant on in daylight by my stand, like twenty yards from my stand on that cell camera. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta get down there. And so kind of on a whim, <laughs> I drove down um on a Thursday just because I didn't want to miss like there was a few cold days and there was the red moon and I didn't want to miss it. And I drove down by myself <laughs> four and a half <laughs> hours, um, to just hunt the last couple hours in the evening and then and drove back. And I didn't see shit. Um, but on my drive... Worth the,
2: a four-hour drive. I know. <laughs> well, it's well, like nine, you said, round trip, right? Nine I mean, round
1: trip. Well, it would have been if I killed a booner, yeah, you know? Because, I mean, yeah. literally, the one I had on camera regularly in daylight was a booner. And mm-hmm. um, so, on my way back, I get cell cam pictures of this buck in daylight by my stand, but that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time I ever got morning pictures of him. And so now I'm, like, halfway back. Because I, I have my cell camera to only send me pictures once a day or else the battery dies. Yeah. Because um, it's bad service. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, halfway back. And now I'm, like, what, do I turn around and go hunt it tomorrow morning? And I'm, like, <laughs> no, I got to work tomorrow morning. I can't get fired. If I could come home. And I convince Andy, like, let's go back for the weekend. And so we go back down there. And this isn't the buck I shot, by the way. I did not shoot a booner. But it leads into the story because I convince Andy to go back down and um hunt that weekend and which it's like mid-october now which Mm -hmm. like alleged october low but we our property is just loaded with oaks and we're like maybe they'll just be all over the acorns right now and it'll actually be good in mid-october so we go down there and we see a lot of deer but no shooters um but while we're there there's this one fence row that we walk by and it's all oaks, so it's, like, between two overgrown fields. Like, they used to be ag fields. Mm-hmm. They haven't been farmed in forever. Um, but there's a fence row of um, all oaks and, like, mature oaks and then a creek bottom that runs through that fence line. Well, along that, that fence line, there's one oak tree that's got, like, three branches that are perfect for, like, licking branch height. And there's three scrapes under one tree. So we're like, we'll put a camera there and put it on video mode. And we put it out like Friday or Saturday while we're there. We checked it the next day. And there were multiple bucks hitting it, like not just overnight, but that morning. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we got to have a stand right here. So we run to town. Instead of hunting, we run to town, buy another stand, (laughs) (laughs) hang it, hang it right on that fence line. And on Sunday, and we come back to Pennsylvania. So now the following week um i want to go back again and hunt it because mm-hmm. we're still getting p- good pictures and stuff well andy's got to work like no one else wants to go yeah. and i convinced um my father-in-law to go with me and so it's like sorry andy <laughs> <I'm> leaving <laughs> with your dad every hunting trip and then our buddy davy who's on the lease he met us down there so we went back again um so i've barely hunted pennsylvania so mm-hmm. far um but we get down there on a Thursday night, which would be the 22nd. Mm-hmm. And we set up camp in the dark. You know, I had to work that day. So we got down there late, set up camp in the dark. We go out to hunt Friday morning. And I didn't think Friday was going to be the day. It was supposed to be 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. But the following day, Saturday, it was only supposed to be a high of 50. And yeah. I said, someone's killing Saturday, you know. So we got Friday morning. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit in this um stand we just hung on that yeah. fence row and uh which i just felt like it was a weird spot for a morning hunt like i normally don't hunt a field edge in the morning yeah. mm-hmm. but it's easy access and like we had video of bucks hitting it and then hitting those scrapes in the morning
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i get in the stand and again um father-in-law jim and our buddy davy are there hunting different stands and It's like 40 minutes after daylight, you know, go by. And I'm like, this was stupid. Why did I sit here in the morning? You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm not going to see anything. And all of a sudden I see antlers moving in that the fields are so overgrown. Like I couldn't see deer moving through them. Mm -hmm. I only saw antlers. And so (laughs) I see antlers moving, but they're kind of moving away from me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Um, But then all of a sudden out of nowhere they these antlers turn and start walking towards me and i'm like what the hell is going on well he here he's trailing a doe i can't see the doe yeah and so i'm like yes girl like bring him right to me you know (laughs) um so i'm getting ready the the doe walks through where i have a shot so i range her thinking like he'll follow right Mm -hmm. after and uh he, he starts chasing her and they just run right through. Mm -hmm. And out of the corner of my eye, I see another set of antlers that are actually even bigger. Now they're both what I would consider shooters. I know that we have like some mega giants on, on the property, but I also was like, I, I'm not going to pass. pass, I'm not going to pass something over 125, 130. Like I just can't, Mm -hmm. I'm not at that level yet. (laughs) And, um, so, both of them, like, both of them are shooters. I tell myself, if either of them give me a shot, I'm going to take it. And um, so, they're, they're both kind of just pushing this doe around back and forth in front of me, grunting, like, I'm getting fired up. Like, this is mm-hmm. the first, like, chasing action I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just pumped up. And so, I'm like, all right, whichever one gives you a shot first. doesn't matter which one's bigger. Like, you got to take that shot. Mm-hmm. So, they're pushing this doe around. And she kind of goes off to my right and both of them just kind of stop and they're like looking around looking at her um none of them have a clue i'm there there it was perfect they were um, too focused on each other <laughs> yeah well yeah. yeah and i had the wind in my favor it was just all perfect um so the one buck realizes like this doe's lost interest he starts walking up to that scrape that's 20 yards from me i watch him hit the scrape while he's hitting the scrape he's like facing me but head down and stuff like not mm-hmm. Um, just kind of pawing on the ground, like not looking at me at all. And then he turns, walks broadside right towards that doe, stops on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you know when he passed that tree in front of me, like I draw back, and he stops on his own, which is perfect. So I just kind of saddle my pen right behind his shoulder, and I remember telling myself back off that shoulder
2: mm-hmm. because it
1: just seemed like this easy 20-yard chip shot that I've been practicing way farther all summer mm-hmm. for elk. I'm like, I can't mess this up. But then I'm like, don't get too cocky. Like (laughs) back off that shoulder. And I don't know if I backed off too much or if he took a step. I don't know what happened in that moment, but I let my arrow fly and I watched it hit back. And I knew immediately like liver. And Mm -hmm. so my first reaction is like, oh shit. And like literally within like a millisecond, I'm thinking, well... We're going to have to wait a couple hours and it's going to be 80 degrees and I'm only a couple hundred yards from like the neighbor's property and I don't know the neighbor and like Mm -hmm. what if we can't get permission and all this goes through your head in like a split second but I keep watching him and he just takes off running and he's actually running right alongside this doe and I see blood just pouring everywhere Mm -hmm. and I like I will never forget that moment because it's like something that you see on TV that like I've never actually watch that in real life where you know i can just see it in slow motion yeah like you're in pouring. panic mode like
0: oh i made a bad shot and then you see that it, coming the blood's up.
1: like dripping down his side like pouring out everywhere it was just such an awesome sight and he tries running actually uphill and he kind of circles out around and tries to jump the fence that i'm on that fence row hmm. and he tries to jump it on the other side there's a crick and he just wipes out and i see him like thrashing around and then i see the doe keep running and he disappears and so i knew he was down Mm -hmm. i didn't know if like i couldn't see him any longer because he's down like down in the creek bottom but i knew he was down Mm -hmm. and like i start calling andy i call my dad i'm texting jim and dave I'm like I got a buck down, you know. I can't see him, but like I know he's, he's toast. Yeah. and that's the first time I've seen a buck go down that I've killed with a bow. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it with a, a gun, but it's way different. Yeah, when um, you it watch was him just, go
0: down with a bow, that's a totally different I, the feeling. The whole
1: just the way it went down, like seeing the two shooters in bow range mm-hmm. chasing a doe around, and then to see him go down, like it was just the coolest, you mm-hmm. know, 30 seconds of yeah. my life. <laughs> yeah, it's like you
0: said, it's it's the coolest yeah. thing to see in the woods when they're chasing like that. And you yeah. see that super hard rut activity, but it happens so fast. Like you wish you could enjoy it longer, but yeah. you got a big buck down out of it. So it was the 30 seconds was worth it. It
1: was awesome. So I text Davey and Jim and I'm like, uh, I got a buck down. Um, you know, that they were chasing. So you guys hunt as long as you want. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get down. I want to like share that moment with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Dead's dead. You know, he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So I'm not going to get down um, until you guys are ready to. So just take your time. They didn't, they weren't seeing anything. So this was at like 7.55 that I shot him. Mm-hmm. And they got down at like 9.15 and met up with me. And um, we followed the blood trail, which we didn't really need to, but just mm-hmm. wanted to see it because it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he literally, he, as the crow flies, he was 60 yards from my stand. Nice. Um, so it was like seconds that mm-hmm. he went down. Um, so it was really really cool we got some great pictures with the foliage and Mm -hmm. i got to just hang out at camp and drink bureau all all weekend yeah
0: (laughs) everybody else has to get up early and you get to hang out (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah so what i mean i saw some pictures of it what what like how wide was it i know it was a 10 but like
1: yeah he was 19 and a half inches wide um heavy heavy mass i say it
0: looked like he was real heavy he had you know he's all like knotted up down low and stuff he was cool looking yeah
1: his bases were huge i want to say they were like six inches or close to six just shy of six inches and then um his brow times were just yeah all knotty and like Mm -hmm. um you know he had short fours um i actually thought he was a nine when i shot him because he Mm -hmm. his fours are only like inch and a half um Mm -hmm. so he didn't have much for time length but you know, he was wide. He was heavy. Just yeah, a beautiful I, still, buck. I bet he's
0: still 130 inches and better.
1: 130, and he scored okay. And he <laughs> scored him at 130 and two aids, But I think he's a little stingy with the tape for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Add a couple so, inches to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Around, he's a 130 class buck. Yeah, right. yeah. No, he is definitely yeah.
2: a, a nice buck. Yeah, so, definitely easy Pope and Young for sure. I mean,
1: yeah. yeah. So that was my biggest bow buck. Um, he was first buck I watched go down, you know, after the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just I don't know, such a cool experience. Yeah,
0: that's
2: awesome. Yeah. So, do you think um, just that area in general, like, because I, it's obviously a little early to see the rut activity up here. Like, do you think it's more of a regional thing down there? Like, how much experience do you have in Ohio? Like, does it seem like you'll see rutting activity more early there, or not?
1: i don't know because we haven't really other than what i saw that morning mm. we didn't really see a lot um the rest of the weekend Davey and jim didn't see much one night we had set one ladder stand up for like an observation sit or for for gun season whatever yeah it's like not set up to be a bow stand but I'm tagged out and I had nothing else to do but sit around camp. So like I took a couple beers and I went and sat in this ladder stand <laughs> and I saw a shooter that night. Um, but he was it, this is what's odd. He was with like three other box like still sto- bachelor. Yeah. yeah. I mean they were all danks, but mm-hmm. like, you know, there's this hundred and thirty inch A point and then like a couple, you know, spikes, four points, whatever. Mm um hanging out together i thought that was really weird so i don't know maybe just maybe
2: a doe that went into heat early or something that's all i can think of because if you got a couple bucks that are still in bachelor groups yeah it must have just been one doe that happened to go in early and Mm -hmm. got both those bucks fired up for whatever yeah and that's
0: i've noticed that a lot of times it's a lot it is just dependent upon the particular animal because like you'll be in late october when you would think you're really starting to you should be seeing rut activity and you see deer that are like just totally uninterested and don't care at all. Or like in early October, you know, like the 14th, 15th, you're like, "Eh, it might be, you know, about pre-rut right now. And you see some that are just like chasing hard, like won't leave does alone. So I think a lot of it is not just regional, but the particular deer
1: every season. I saw something like there's this bell curve basically where, you know, the vast majority... Um, come into estrus on like certain dates but you will have like eight percent of does or something mm. that come in like that second or third week of october and if you just happen to be around one of those does mm. you could see that type of action i don't know we had we didn't really see it elsewhere you know i would see young you know one-year-olds or something yeah chasing, they usually but fire up early just because they, 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 they don't know what they're
2: doing <laughs> yeah I had, we had plenty of that like second week of october i had yeah. three little bucks that were chasing this doe all over the place. I mean, I know that she had no interest in him. Like, you could tell she wasn't going into heat or anything. But, I mean, they were scraping up this food plot and everything, like, way early. But mm-hmm. um, I, just, I was just happy. curious yeah. if there was something you noticed different down there that no. would be back here.
1: No. Last night in Pennsylvania, I saw a pretty good buck chasing. And, actually, I was surprised. I, I literally had seconds before I saw this buck, like, I literally laughed out loud because – in the sand because i watched this fawn um with the doe this fawn is like has we call it the zoomies like when our dog just wants to run in circles in the Mm -hmm. house this little fawn had the zoomies (laughs) and she's just running back and forth every which way she's like bucking like a little bronco and i literally laughed out loud because she reminded me of my dog and then as soon as i like laughed out loud this buck comes out of nowhere just chasing both of them around and he's (laughs) a good buck but like i had no way of getting a shot at him Mm -hmm. you know so so, you're, I mean, it's definitely starting to ramp up, but mm. that was the earliest I've seen, like, a mature buck pushing a doe around. Yeah. Do
2: you have any, uh, did you guys look at the teeth or anything? You feel like it's probably like three and a half, the buck you got?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, body-wise, I didn't think he was really that big. Like, body-wise or hoof-wise, I didn't look at the teeth, but just the mass on him and everything yeah. led me to believe he was probably three or 4
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, they typically don't, at least they're in PA, uh, t- I mean, two and a half, they don't typically look like that.
1: Yeah. Very yeah, often yeah. get
2: super massive yeah. at two and a half. Yeah,
1: I know. Well, and then, I don't know, everything happened so quickly because all of a sudden it was 80 degrees out, and mm-hmm. because, you know, by the time we got down out of the stance, it's 915, you know, we found them right away, but I wanted to take some nice pictures, and then we went to get the four-wheeler, Um, you know, landowner lets us keep a four-wheeler down there, so that made it. A lot easier because yeah. um, davy and jim were also two of the guys that helped me pack my elk out so they're like we're getting real sick of you know dragging, carrying, <laughs> carrying your shit around um so luckily we had the four-wheeler but because it was so hot we so we hung in a tree and um skinned it right away and immediately there are flies on it and yeah. we're like we got to get this in a cooler mm-hmm. so we cut it all up put it in a cooler right away and same with the head like got everything on ice as soon as we could and so i don't know i didn't really spend too much time like looking at it yeah
0: you had to kind of hurry up and do it that's what kind of sucks about early archery season you never know what you're gonna get for weather because like we like to let our deer hang after we shoot Mm -hmm. them but if it's 70 degrees and you don't have a cooler to put them in you don't yeah. have that option. I mean, you even, have to
2: cut them up. Even yeah. this season, we started, I think, like, opening weekend, we had frost on the ground. Yeah. That opening weekend, and then here we are last week at 80 degrees. Yeah. Um, and I saw, just with the comment of being so hot and stuff, I saw, like, on social media, people were commenting about, like, how, like, not to waste your time in the woods. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like when it's this hot and stuff, and Rachel had posted a picture of her buck. Like, yeah, don't waste your time. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, just everybody tell- stay out of the woods. Yeah, yeah. The woods. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just let them think that they're not supposed to be in the woods. <laughs> yeah, like I just I don't I understand if there's that a hot mentality. doe,
1: it doesn't matter. Yeah, it exactly. Doesn't matter if it's 30 or 80.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to say about like weather and pressure and moon mm-hmm. phases yeah, sure. and everything, but bottom line is they're wild animals, and when a doe decides to go into heat, it's they don't it doesn't really care. matter if it's 80 yeah. degrees, they wait, they're going to go. They, yeah. That's what they live for is that that basically one time a year, mm-hmm. and they're going to go whether the weather's ideal for our liking or not.
0: Yeah, just because you're uncomfortable <laughs> doesn't mean the deer's going to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's – I love analyzing all that, like, pressure and moon vase and everything, mm-hmm. and that's great for early season, like yeah. patterning a buck or something early season or even late season, but, like, when it comes to – you know, late October. I mean, 23rd isn't exactly late October, but you're no. getting there. I killed him on the 23rd. Like, when it comes to that time period, like, it doesn't matter. Any yeah. of those factors yeah, go out the window. Yeah, pretty much everything
0: goes out the
2: window when it gets to be the rut. Just
1: put in time, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that have said, you know, it's time in the woods kills mm-hmm. deer, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, once November hits, I usually try and spend as much, like, all day sits as I can. Yep. That's like, Me and my brother both have a week off, and I pretty much just want to just sit all day. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's, I have a lot of time off. Um, I mean, I used a lot of my vacation for Montana, but my company offered um, voluntary unpaid time off because they don't want to lay anyone off, but they're like, hey, if you want to take time off unpaid, we need to save money. And I raised my hand, like, I'll <laughs> yes, take <please>. time off. <laughs> so I'm only working three days a week the rest of the year and that's, that's nice <laughs> and and i still have a couple of vacation days so now i'm like what am i gonna do like mm-hmm. i mean i'm so pumped with that buck but i'm like man i wish i had another tag for ohio because we set our little pop-up camper up down there and it's just fun you to. you got camp.
0: nothing but time to go down there now
1: <laughs> i know well i mean i want to focus on pennsylvania but really um yeah i'm gonna be picky here like mm-hmm. i've and our food plot's, like, insane this year, and it's going to be better for late season once we get a couple real hard frosts, like our frosts so far, I don't think have been.
0: Yeah, we haven't had, like, a hard frost yet. We've yeah. had a few, I think, like, two yeah. that had a little bit of frost in the morning, but we haven't had, like, a really cold night yet.
1: Right. So, like, I'm not really, I don't know. I don't want to get, like, sound cocky or something. I'm not worried <laughs> about, like, I've got so much time, and mm-hmm. I've got really good late season food Yeah. for Pennsylvania.
2: hmm yeah, I'm sure it would mean, just, I know our, like our fields and stuff, like some of the, like clover has been fine and stuff, but like the brassica really hasn't right. started to get hit yet because we have, like you said, hasn't had that hard frost yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turnips have been getting hit really hard so far though. I noticed mm-hmm. like our turnip field has pretty much. Hey. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, you, you were in our field. Yeah. I was eating we, turnips well, while we were tracking Tom's <laughs> <dough>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I taste tested a couple. They're not <laughs> so bad. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, they're really not. <laughs> They're pretty good, <laughs> um, but I noticed like o- almost all of ours were tops were bit into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which yeah, I mean, it was I hard was for me to find
0: one to test that it wasn't
2: all chewed up. Really, yeah. I was surprised. Um, and, and our we've got a pretty good um, acorn crop this year over mm-hmm. on our side, um, but they're still hitting the fields really hard, which I was kind of surprised about.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got standing corn. We don't have any oaks on our property. A little bit of our apples are insane. We've we not not yeah. all of
2: ours have dropped by now. Our We have like two pear trees that are still holding fruit, but all mm-hmm. of our apple trees are totally clean. Yeah, yeah, we
0: have a few apple trees on our one lease, but they we didn't have like a huge apple crop this year. It wasn't like, I think it was two years ago. It was like insane. Like the trees were snapping off, but like this year it wasn't really
2: that much really. yeah we had a few obviously but not crazy the, the best buck i've seen this year actually was on like a small little cherry tree um like a, they're like those wild cherries i don't know exactly you know i don't yeah. know exactly what they're like i mean it's a cherry tree i would imagine but not like a like fruit a fruit yeah it's tree. like a fruit bearing yeah. cherry tree and there was one i found um scouting earlier this year um like right on the edge of the swamp. And that's where I've seen the the best buck I've seen this year. Like, well, it still wasn't anything. I was interested in shooting that early in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, that was because, like, all of the apple trees had already been cleaned pretty much, and this cherry tree still had fruit on it. Mm -hmm. And, like, I could hear them dropping where I was at, and that's deer hitting that, which I didn't realize the deer ate cherries, but. I'm sure they'll eat pretty much anything. (laughs) Yeah, it was just something new because, like, I haven't hunted over there. Like, Mm -hmm. it, it was, like, my uncle's property that my dad bought. So, like, I've hunted a little bit, but this year I finally was, like, Spending a lot of time. There. Yeah, because, like, I didn't, being that it was, like, not, like, my dad's, I didn't want to, like, overstay my welcome and hunt it too much, and now I don't really have to deal with that, so I can hunt mm-hmm. it when I feel is right. and. Yeah. But. Yeah, I've pretty much spent all of my
0: time hunting on our bean field that we lease, and I've seen a few decent bucks, I haven't had any that yet, that I was like, okay, you're getting, the, you're getting so you stuck.
2: Had, you had one that was pretty similar to your pistol buck. Yeah,
0: literally, it was exactly like my pistol buck. And it was right fifteen yards. I was like, "Yeah." Hey. And it was it had like <laughs> decent brow tines. I was like, "Oh, you're close, but you're just not quite there." And I could have shot him like a hundred times, but I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna let yeah. you go." Those are the I ones remember you
1: there. Snapchatting me like a bunch of bucks out in the beans, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "What the hell?" Like I'm I only have corn on our property this year, and I mm-hmm. miss having beans. I really yeah. miss having beans, mm-hmm. corn tough to hunt it's like it's 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 a yeah
0: yeah and you you can't hunt the corn right you're hunting
2: like around it but as soon as they get to it i've seen your hunt's done i've had all day sits by corn like or i could see corn through the woods and you would see a doe go in there and it doesn't come out it's it's just there all day though i think i i haven't seen it like personally but i I think they're bedding just like they'll lay right down in between the rows and just Mm. sit there all day yeah i've always said that i think corn
0: is more bedding for them than food Yeah. yeah it's food at the same time obviously they're going to eat it but they will you know it's you gotta it's think like if a predator gets tall they're they're going to yeah. be comfortable
2: in there and if a predator, predator gets in it. one of those rows they hop over three rows they're gone mm-hmm. you know they can disappear so quick
1: well my dad sent me some trail cam pictures from a neighbor where there's this this buck like where his rack looked perfectly normal and then a picture of the same buck where it looked like every tine like was sawed off at the exact same level and he goes, "What do you think happened?" Like, I don't know. He goes, "The only thing I can think of is maybe it was bedded in a cornfield when they were picking, and like somehow it got cut." But like, how? I feel does... like it would have killed the deer. I know, though. like, I but how? I don't. I'll show you the picture, but like, how does that happen? Yeah, that does That's even his make sense. theory, but I don't know how else. Like,
2: Were they they were definitely busted off.
1: Yeah, every single time, like at the same level. That's like weird. it looks like someone just took a saw to them all. And I mean, this box could owns. it have been something
2: that was like one of those bucks locked up I don't that somebody th- like sawed apart?
1: Maybe I mean, it's a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I that's don't...
0: also pretty out there as well. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like nothing would really like, fully explain no. that. I, it's real.
1: I'll show you the picture. It's really weird. Rather, my theory was maybe the trail camera just messed up yeah. somehow and like but you can see the background looks normal like that's it's weird. just real weird But anyway <laughs> but yes i do think they been in, in corn actually um the other day andy was telling someone like uh their brother-in-law actually he's like they're picking corn you know bears in you should have a bear tag mm-hmm. and because that's going to get the bear moving that are around here not that there's many but we have been seeing some and our brother-in-law does not have a bear tag and he was sitting in the blind and had a bear come up at five yards of and he did he not did. have a tag. And I've, I mean, it's a good bear. I have pictures of it too. Mm. He actually had to yell at it like, Hey. <laughs> yeah. <You know>?
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny. Tom was busting my balls for not shooting that bear. I had, oh yeah. Up in New York. I had New York bear season runs right with, uh, archery whitetail. And I had one at like five yards and Tom was like, are you kidding me? I would have smoked that immediately. i <laughs> <And>, like, <laughs> I know it was like, just the first day in the woods deer hunting and it like i estimated the bear probably about 150 pounds which like it's an it's not a cub but yeah i just i was more like i i told myself about a year and a half ago like if i'm gonna shoot a bear it's gotta be over 200 pounds yeah and when i saw that bear my first reaction was to like film it and not shoot it and i was like i'm just gonna stick with that yeah yeah if your so first
0: reaction is i don't know if i'm gonna shoot it probably it wasn't
2: even it like i went for hitting record on the camera before i even like thought about taking my ball off the hook mm. it was just like i saw him coming from about 70 yards away like i had every opportunity to figure this out if i want to shoot him or not and i was like i'm just gonna film him and mm-hmm. videotape like six minutes
1: that's why i'm afraid to start recording because i <laughs> will just start recording stuff instead of shooting yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, it
2: was it was cool like it was neat though to be because i was only probably 11 foot off the ground i was oh. only like two sticks high and yeah. mm-hmm. it was like right underneath me and had no clothes there mm-hmm. but it was neat i mean he was up on his hind legs looking around and but
1: that's cool mm-hmm. that was the first
2: that was the closest i've ever been to a bear mm-hmm. like while hunting yeah i
1: buy a tag every year i never see one while hunting
2: mm-hmm. I've i've bought a tag a few
0: times but I like don't ever go hunt them. You know, yeah. I, I never go black bear hunting, but yeah. it's good to have one just in case you're in the woods when they're, the right. seasons are running at the same time. But I didn't buy one this year just because... I mean, we have one on camera at our one property, but I'm like, I don't really care to shoot a bear that much unless it's like a big bear.
1: I bought everything this year. My Pennsylvania tags... Like I remember ho- you when you unfold that. them, because they're all like perforated, but like still attached to each other, it's literally like as tall as me. Mm. I mean, I'm not very tall, but <laughs> <laughs> for a hunting license, it's that's still pretty a long big. Hunting yeah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I do appreciate that Pennsylvania still prints out your tag though, because. Mm. Um, like both Montana and Ohio I hunted this year, you have to like print them out on a piece of paper and then it's like wet outside and they get, all you know, mm-hmm. it's just a pain. That's I, how I really like, like, like
0: most states that I've hunted, like Maryland. Nebraska, Is Maryland, that it's a piece of paper, not I forgot
2: know. about that or because we went, me and Frank hunted Ohio last year. Um, I forgot that they were paper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like you said, if it's raining or wet, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's kind of dumb. You don't want to ruin your license or your tag or whatever, but yeah. You have to have it with you, but
2: it it can't cost that much to print like actual licenses. I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure <laughs> there's a reason they don't <laughs> they don't print it on that paper. Yeah, but I yeah, guess. it is
0: con- it is really nice that PA does that. So
2: I figure we about wrap it up for that deer story. We've already gone way off topic of yeah, we <laughs> way away luck, from but, the deer story. <laughs> but that's kind of what happens when you just start talking hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I wrapped up the last one, so I'll let Frank. Do this one um, yeah we've been kind of
0: trying to keep them short because we don't want to be spending all of our time podcasting when it's the ruts coming up so we've been know? keeping it short just keeping it to deer stories big buck stories and so we really appreciate you coming on telling your big buck story i'm sure we'll have you on again sometime telling a big buck story it seems like you're just one of those people that is always around big bucks so
1: you know and <laughs> I get, I kind of get mad when people say I'm, I'm lucky, because I mean I know, no, that, I, I, I know that, like no, that no, 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 yeah. I'm not, not you. I'm just saying other people <laughs> fresh putting uh, on <laughs> <the> gloves. <Yeah>. <laughs> no, <laughs> not you, but like other people have, um, you, must know, be nice. you know, commented yeah. on that, and I'm mm. like, you know how much time i yeah put in, like I've probably put in more time already this year than most people do all season. Yeah. Um. So it's yes, there is definitely an element of luck. I'm not going to deny yeah, that. Yeah, but you, but you also, put your
0: time in the woods. For you sure. Gotta
1: gotta get out there.
0: Mm-hmm. definitely so on that note <laughs> you know it's archery season big bucks are going down we've had a you know four weeks now of podcasts of just talking deer stories so deer are going down so make sure you guys are getting outside